Life Audio. The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Ready. All right, it is going down again this night. I love, actually, uh, these question and answer shows. I got uh, Sean McKean in studio, Connie Sanchez. Um, you guys are very familiar with them. Um, these shows are awesome because, you know, when people listen to these shows, as we were talking at the beginning of this show, is that um, when you hear these these questions being broken down and someone answers it with the word and how simply you can apply it to your life, it can literally change the whole course of your life. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this before, but something as simple as this. Why do we pray to Jesus and not to God? Well, the answer is because Jesus is the he's the doorway. He's the middleman between us and God. He's the high priest between us. Where a lot of people go, well, I gave my life to God, and I was one of them, even though I grew up in the church going, why do we keep praying to his son when mm-hmm. God is the one that we need to pray to, right? Well, Jesus is God, right? So yeah. when, you, when you hear these simple um, things broken down, and then you understand it, it could change the whole course of your, your faith walk. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to read the Bible? Because it's his words, and he speaks to us through the Bible. That's how, that's how we learn to walk with him, to learn his character. You can't just be a Christian and not read the Bible. It's like being a skateboarder, or what do you, you play ball, you play basketball. Yeah. It's like you saying you're a baller, but you don't play basketball, nor do you watch the games, so you don't know the rules or the moves or anything. And you're like, I'm a baller. Just because you went to a footlocker, got the kit. Yeah, exactly. You're not. You are not, and you never will be. And this is why we love doing these questions and answers to break down these questions with the simple truth to apply these lessons to our life daily so we can advance in our relationship with God. And that's what it's about. So let's get into it. Okay, so here was a question. And I want to ask any of you guys that are listening now or watching later on YouTube or anything like that or on our Instagram send your questions. All questions are good. No questions are bad. And we will answer every single question that you guys send in. So here's one. What verses in the Bible help you to stand strong with God and to allow you to follow Jesus? Mm. You go first, Connie. Um, I think first off, I go to Romans, and I saw Sean's got his Bible up into Romans. He loves Romans. He's the Romans man, (laughs) so I'm going to let him go there next. But I was thinking about that first, and um, personally, I just have to go to the very basics of Romans 8, 37, and 38, and just remind myself that nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. No no height, nor depth, nor principalities, no circumstance. I'll, I'll say it in English terms for yeah. some yeah. of you. No circumstance, no mess-ups that I've done in the past, no, nothing that some, no weapon formed against me that someone's bringing at me. No, nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus Christ and the calling that he has on my life. And mm-hmm. to me, that is one of my very favorite, you know, foundational mm-hmm. verses for just keeping me knowing, okay, keeping me centered with him is knowing that nothing's going to separate anything from what he's got for me unless I allow it to or want it to, right? That's a very important verse to write down because there could be a, a million things that could come at you and yeah. you feel like God doesn't love you. And if you, the minute you feel like God doesn't love you anymore, then that can lead you into a spiral right. effect of just sure. going back to your old life or to yep. entertain new ideas or whatever. God always loves you. Mm -hmm. He came to save us, not to condemn us. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you've done in the future, what you're going to do, 
or what you've done in the past, you'll never be separated. That, that is a good verse. I like that. Yeah, that chapter, uh, chapter 8 of Romans might be the most important chapter in the whole Bible to know. Um, it has mm-hmm. so much great content in it. If God is for me, who can be against mm-hmm. me? So, so many great... Uh, what's the other one? The 828, all things work together for good yeah. for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Um, I would encourage you, like, meditate on chapter 8. Memorize it. It's a great one. Um, for me, I have tons... Uh, but one that I'm kind of thinking about right now is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power, love, and a sound mind. Context, young man, Timothy, doing ministry years ago and by. Paul was the guy that kind of gave him that opportunity. But now as he's in the grind of life and ministry, he's frustrated. Why? You're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. People frustrate you. Mm-hmm. The enemy attacks you. Physically, he's going through issues and problems. And it's very easy for any of us to want to just throw in the towel. Like, ministry's too tough, life's difficult, um, and you just want to kind of go into your your home and just hide away from the world. Um, But you have to be reminded that God's called you, God's anointed you, He has a plan for your life. And even a man like Timothy, who was used by the Lord powerfully, had to be reminded. And that's what it was. Those are words from Paul reminding him, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Why? Because fear is of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. When you understand God's love, like, mm-hmm. like Connie just said, it should change your perspective of what's taking place. Um, and not only that, he's not given a spirit of f- fear, but a power, mm-hmm. power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. victory over sin, mm-hmm. being able to be used by God. Like that active, when you activate your faith and you see God using you, whether you're a teacher or a pastor, or you do a work in the mission field or just helping hospitality, like it encourages you in your spirit um, and love. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says one of the greatest things for us to understand is the depths of God's love. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians 3, um, Paul talks about the depths of God's love. It's the, the depths of the oceans. I remember Larry Powers breaking down when you see the word depths, and it's in reference to the deepest part of the ocean that even today, in 2023, there's places in the ocean we don't even know the depths of. Mm-hmm. So like thinking about God's love in that way, should be able to change your perspective of whatever you're facing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there's that one verse that talks about his, his thoughts for you more than the sands of the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we live by the beach, right? So you mm-hmm. know the sands, but there's just so much sand. It's just so many thoughts of love that are continually coming to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Now, the next question is awesome because it kind of goes alongside this. It says, why do I always feel defeated when I don't read my Bible at times? Mm-hmm. Well, when you start getting that fear or you start feeling like you're not loved, most of these times all these crazy thoughts start happening to you is when you're not reading. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And as we read, God's speaking to us daily. We, we refer to it as like our daily bread, mm-hmm. right? Jesus says you can't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of his mouth, right? So his word is his, uh, the Bible is his word. So when we get up in the morning, when we read, it's, even though you don't feel it sometimes, you read it, but something happens because mm-hmm. what's happening, there's a spiritual transaction that's happening is that yeah. your spiritual man that is getting uh, fed yeah. and your spiritual man is the one that gets tired and defeated and you feel like you just like, oh, I can't do it anymore because you're not feeding your spirit. Mm-hmm. So that could be one of the reasons why you're feeling down. You're feeling mm-hmm. like you're getting defeated. You don't want to do it anymore. It's because your inner, your inner man, your spirit is weak. Why is he weak? Because you're not feeding him the word. You're not getting your daily bread. Yeah feeding your spiritual bread. And we could go in, obviously, we've done, talked about this before, where if you don't feed your physical man, yeah. you don't feed yourself, you're weak, right? You know, if, I, you, yeah. know, if you don't eat for 
a day you're feeling jacked up. Well, Think of, yeah. It's so true. And I was thinking that when you're talking, I'm like, we're in a spiritual battle. The minute you accept Christ into your life and you say you want to follow him and you want his will for your life, you are in a spiritual battle that needs spiritual food, like you just said. And so you would never go, oh, you know, I'm feeling hunger pains. I'm just going to go ahead and hold off on that. I ate dinner three weeks ago. I'm good. You eat dinner every night to avoid those hunger pains and because you know it's going to be beneficial and you need nutrition and all the things like you just said. And it's the same thing. You don't go to church on Sunday back, you know, on Easter and go, well, wow, it's July. And I wonder why I'm like so defeated. You know, it's it's even more important to daily, like you said, be doing that. And one thing I want to say on this, too, really quick is I think people think they need to be spending hours on end and going into these deep theological things. And that may progress along your walk. But especially if you're new even five minutes, like Ryan said, even like a quote or something, give God what you can and he will multiply that and give you the energy and the strength out of what you can give him, especially as tired mamas. So just a word out there for the people. Let's expand on that. Yeah. So let's talk about practically, because here's three people, three different ways about you Mm -hmm. can do things. So I'll, I'll just start it up. So, you know, it depends on the day. Like if you got to get to work quick, and say you had a long night with your kids and then they go to bed and they're running around mm-hmm. as we experience or they're kicking you in the face all night. Mm-hmm. That happened last night. <laughs> um, I'm like, sleep long ways. Yeah. Why do you got to sleep? Your head's touch your mom and your feet are touching uh, my face all night. I know that. Why? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another. We'll do another show next. On that. <laughs> um, so. So the way I look at things is because it's like I'm, I'm more like when I eat food, I like to snack throughout the day, get a full meal here and there or whatever. So sometimes I'll get up and like immediately I turn on. I have the K-Wave app. OK, so I was Bible teaching every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Why? So I'm, I know I'm going to get that's that's a good short time. 30 minutes. You can get a study. Mm-hmm. So you might get in half of one and get the next one or whatever. So I put the K-Wave app first thing in the morning. So as I'm getting ready to brush my teeth, whatever I got to do. Then, if I have time, then I will go downstairs. If I'm in my office, I have my devotion, which is one page. Mm -hmm. It's like a paragraph or something. I can read that, and then I can read the Psalms, or I can read a chapter. That's not a good day. Let's look at a bad day. Then I'll get, the bad day is I'll get up, I'll have my K-Wave app on no matter what. I'll get to my car, and I'll listen to K-Wave on the way to wherever I'm going or whatever Bible studying I'm in, or even the Bible app. The the Bible app, I'll listen to like a Mm -hmm. chapter or whatever. So I'll get it that way. But throughout the day, sometimes I'll just put worship on, or maybe I'll get up in the morning or whatever it is, and I'm just like, dude, I have something on my mind from the night before that I'm dealing with, and I just can't get into the zone to hear a study, which just happened to me yesterday. Dude, I put worship on. So you just got to basically figure out what's working for you at that time. But like Connie said, just get it wherever you can. And obviously you want to go to Sunday's church or Wednesday night or whatever your normal program is. But you got to get it in any way you can. And the more life gets busy with kids and busyness with work or whatever it is. And there's different seasons, obviously. Sometimes you're in a season where you're like, dude, this week it's on. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to crank through a whole book of the Bible. Like you have these periods. But I feel like you always have to be mindful every single day as you're like, how am I going to eat? Just like in real life, when you wake up, what am I eating this morning? Mm-hmm. Some Lucky Charms? <laughs> you wish, huh? I <laughs> wish. My wife won't buy them for the oh, house anymore. That's <laughs> just saying a perfect world for me. Lucky yeah. Charms in the morning, and then what am I going to eat for lunch? In and Out Burger, uh, you know? Maybe you know what I'm tacos saying. Get some tacos at lunch, dinner. dinner. Yeah. So some Starbucks in between. Anyway, 
But you plan it out is my point. What are you going to do? And that's where you have to think spiritually mm-hmm. for your food. How do you run your, your deal? Because everyone's different. Yeah, everyone, it's, it just depends on the season. I'm, yeah. I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old right now okay. working full-time. And, you know, again, just speaking to the moms out there that feel like, because I know a lot of them are out there, and they ask me this all the time, too. How do you fit this in? How do you – they're tired. They're overwhelmed. They're yeah. trying to run the house. They're mm-hmm. trying to do all these things, especially if they're working full-time. And, and I – for me, the first thing, first and foremost, is nothing gets checked on my phone until I've looked at my Bible app. I've looked at my daily devotion in some form. There's no social media. There's no email checking before I get what I need in spirit. That's called denial of self it, that it, a lot of people don't have. And it will literally, how many people with social media right now, they wake up, they don't have an intention to wake up and start their day off in the, on the wrong foot. They don't have an intention to wake up and the whole day go south. But the second they get Dang. on social media, you're just you're just inputting and you're allowing everybody to put in and dump Dang. in all their stuff and all their yep. thoughts and all their things on you and you don't even know it. And then you go, wow, I wonder why I'm all confused and I'm stressed out and, it's, and I've only been out for 10 minutes. So there is no social media. There's no email. I don't care if someone's texting me. My team messages are going off. It's let me feel myself and get my mind right first so mm-hmm. that I can then go and respond to mm-hmm. life that's going to come at me in the right way. Yes. You so know what's interesting? No, that's phenomenal, what you just said, and so true and 100%. What's interesting is I follow a couple of my friends. They're, they're very successful, like realtors and all that. And uh, they're saying that, you know, they get up. And I follow a lot of people that, you know, you probably follow a lot of people, too, mm-hmm. that, that, that are motivational and, yeah. and uh, you know, businessmen and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they say that in the morning they get up and they have their time to, to meditate, to work yeah. out, to stretch, to go in the sauna. Like they, they do those preparations yeah. for their mind to focus on their day right. ahead of them. They're not getting up on, on Instagram and right. filling their mind with all this junk yes. from random people that you're following. Would you wake up in the morning and open your front door and let everybody bring all their trash in and dump, dump it in your it living you. room floor? Exactly. Never. But you, you do that when you open up that world and it's so accessible to us now and mm-hmm. it's right there on an app mm-hmm. that you can touch. And so I think... That's just one tangible tip. Yeah. There's obviously many, but that for me has changed a ton for even me who does know the Lord, Lord yeah. and is seasoned and knows how to have rhythms. I had to cut that off. I'm with, mm-hmm. but I do that as well. And that is, it is crucial. Yeah. It's game changer. When you talk about um, the, the word disciple in the Bible, we always know it's, it's connected to the word discipline. Mm-hmm. And to be, follow after the Lord, there has to be discipline yeah. in your life. And you have to, to figure out what, that, what works for you as well. It, from a pastor's perspective, like obviously there is that need to, to be on point as much as possible. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you ever are caught slipping, uh, the day can get away from you really, really gnarly. You're, you're dealing and giving counsel to somebody early in the morning, 9, 10, 11 in the morning sometimes. You need to be prepared and ready. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for all of I have three kids. I have busy weeks sometimes. Um, I do as good as I can getting up in the morning and obviously prayer, just being thank, yeah. thanking God for everything that he's given to us, mm-hmm. um, praying for my family, just praying for the day at hand, and then keeping it simple. I'll probably always go through the proverb of the day. I, that's just kind of my go-to because yeah, I, I like simple, yep. mm-hmm. um, those simple truths. Yeah. Um, and then I have a program that I kind of go through um, and just kind of throughout the day. Right now, my kids are going through the same program as well, like through the same kind of program. So it's cool for me to be able to kind of be disciplined, almost mm-hmm. accountability with yeah. them as well. I got my other stuff that I have to teach through. Um, but that's been really cool, too, mm-hmm. um, because it, it helps us be able to talk about things. I've been uh, last week they were with me. Uh, we were doing VBS, so they were driving in with me. So they're going through Kings and Chronicles. It can be kind of dry sometimes, but 
there's cool stuff there. So mm-hmm. just having those moments, turning it on, like, do you know mm-hmm. what that meant? Like, let's mm-hmm. just break this yeah. point down, like, real quick. Yeah. Um, really cool thing. I had a cool thing going from the beginning of this, this question uh, with Cohen last week. So during the summertime, we have some of the staff kids, if they want to, they can volunteer throughout the year, uh, throughout the summer. And Cohen was doing, he's been so busy playing baseball, mm-hmm. like, you know, and he's very disciplined. He's a hard worker. But he had a day, he texts me, he's only here for like an hour. He's like, I don't like doing this right now. Like, I'm like tired, done. And mm. I'm like, he's going to be with me all day. So I go down with him and I, I sit down with him. I'm like, hey, like, dude, you work hard at home. Like, look, you just do this, this. But this is the thing, Co. What are you listening to right now? Nothing. I'm like, do do this. Number one, pray. Dude, when I was younger here, I would listen to Chuck Smith. Mm-hmm. And um, just listen to a study. Maybe listen to some worship. And just to see what happens. I prayed for him, encouraged him, left him. An hour and a half later, he he came to me. I'm a different countenance, mm-hmm. completely. Awesome. Motivated the rest of the day because I told him, like, it's not about doing, and this is good for anybody because I told him, like, even, like, cleaning a, cleaning a toilet, mopping a floor, vacuuming the floor. Like, if you're doing it just as a work, like chore, jobs, it's not that beneficial. If you recognize that, like, you're, you're serving the Lord. You're taking care of this place. Many people's lives are ch- touched by the Lord. This place has to be yeah. on point. Yeah. Like, and you look at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. it changes things. Yeah. And it really impacted him that day. And it was really simple. Mm-hmm. But it goes for anything anyone does. God gives you the opportunity to be a teacher, to be a mechanic, to be whatever occupation you have. Recognizing that God has blessed you with this ability to do whatever you do, mm-hmm. the opportunity, and you do it unto the Lord and everything, mm-hmm. the Lord will grant you peace. Yeah. And that's why the Lord, ha- because it's not just being full of knowledge through, mm-hmm. through right. the Word of God. It's being led by the Spirit mm-hmm. of God. It, it's he recogni- speaks to you. Yeah, through, through yeah. Cir- circumstances, through mm-hmm. situations. Um, and yeah, just recognizing that, that perspective change can help a lot. Yeah. You know, it's... You know how God speaks to you through the Bible. It's like I couldn't even imagine like living life and and trying to make these decisions with like you know some about the building project and these different mm-hmm. things or like moving or mm-hmm. getting a new job. It's like I couldn't even imagine just mm-hmm. stepping out. I mean that's some real faith, you know, yeah. just yeah. trying to put your yourself and your family in these circumstances mm-hmm. in life. These are big mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. without praying and fasting and hearing God and Him giving you those promptings to do that. And, and that's, you know, that kind of leads into this, this next question here is that it says, why should someone be a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. Well, if, I mean, one of the, the one, there's a couple amazing perks to being a Christ follower. But number one is, you know, you know, where, you know where you die. Like everyone has life insurance and or you should get life insurance and you want to be protected and protect yourself when, when things go sour. But with, with Christ, when you give your life to Christ, you know that you're going to spend eternity with him. So that's that's one big thing for me because eternity, mm-hmm. it's about buying a house. It's all about location, 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 <laughs> right? We know that. So eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, just one of the things is that he, God will lead you and guide you mm-hmm. as being a Christ follower. Like mm-hmm. I was saying, if you want to go through life and walk through this life and make bad decisions and not know where you're going to life or you, wondering if you are where you're supposed to be, Versus if you're in Christ's will and you're following Christ, he leads you and he speaks to you and he helps you. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling depressed, when you have a loss of a family member or something, or you lose your job when he brings hope to the hopeless when you're in a situation. I'm not saying that everyone's walking around hopeless, but there is times in your life 
Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing amazing and you're successful and you're making millions and something goes wrong in your business and next thing you know, you're like, I'm about to lose my whole business. Or maybe you're making mm-hmm. tons of money and your wife walks out on you or your husband walks out on you or something happens. There's going to be a place in your life where you're going to need God, mm-hmm. you know, and he's always there. So the perks of, of being a Christ follower is he's, he's with you. He'll never leave yeah. you nor forsake you and he'll direct you. He'll lead you in mm-hmm. life. And, you know, God forbid when everyone, you know, takes their last breath, you spend yeah. eternity with them. Mm-hmm. Those are just two things. Yeah. But why I, else? One of, my, one of my old pastors said this. You get your sins forgiven, a purpose for living, and a home in heaven. Heaven yeah. didn't rhyme as well. But you get it. Yeah. And it's just that's literally everything you just said. Yeah. And, and it's, it reminds me what you just said about the peace thing, especially in today's world. You know that bumper sticker where it says, know him and no peace. Yeah. Know him, N-O him, and N-O peace. So K-N-O-W, like if you know him, you're going to know peace. But right. if you don't have him, you're not going to have yeah. peace. Yes. And we're talking peace that surpasses all logical understanding, like you said. When you've mm-hmm. lost all your money, your health is out the door, mm-hmm. you're I can't even fathom going through something like that in my own strength. And you mm-hmm. don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. He gives us his peace that is so beyond what we can comprehend I don't know how anyone would want to reject something like that. I mean, think about, I'm not going to say the word, but remember when that thing went around and everyone was locked in their houses and all that? (laughs) I think I might remember. I'm not going to say it because I don't want my YouTube to get jacked. (laughs) But think about when that happened. People that didn't know God, they were scared to death. They're like, we're going to die. Everyone's going to die. What are we going to do? And everyone was scared Mm -hmm. to death, hiding. But us as Christians, we were like, Hey, you know what? We, like, when it all first happened, no one knew what was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all the streets were empty. Everyone was kind of trying to figure out what was going on with all the news articles and everything. But at the end of the day, we were like, hey, hey if this is it, you know, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to go to heaven. So we still had hope. Yeah. yeah. In, in, when I'm talking when it, when it first hit, we're like, hey, yeah. you know what? If, if I guess if this is the way it ends, you know, then we're all going to go yeah. to heaven in, in our time. So last man standing. But at the end of the day, we did have hope mm-hmm. versus people that were like, like, this is it. We're yeah. going to die. Everyone was scared. Think about just that. Mm-hmm. And you can apply that to all, all of different lives. You, you give your life to God. He's in control. Yeah. And you have hope in him no matter what happens. You know, I, I think for, for me is um, truth. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to that. It's the, the pursuit of truth. Mm-hmm. So many people have desired it. From gen- yeah. from centuries, yeah. You know, when you look at some of the old philosophers, it was a, a seek. It was seeking truth, mm-hmm. but they would go on these tangents that would go a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, there are scientists that go out looking for truth. I told you about that that Joe Rogan um, yeah, episode, um, and on there, the the guy Stephen C. Meyer. That was one of his things. Like, what made you? What made you pursue God? And it's my desire for truth. And I feel that the theist. Um, and theist, when it was the study of God, gives the most rational, the most grounding answers to the biggest questions of life. Mm-hmm. And he's right. It, it is simple, you know, because to make sense, and he was talking about how nowadays the evolution theory or the Big Bang theory that was so popular, they're having to morph it a little bit for it to make sense mm-hmm. because there's things that are falling off that some scientists and philosophers have backed away from. Because they are sh- showing them to be true, so then they have to add on. And as they add on, they make things more complicated. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
it just, just from a simple minded standpoint, yeah. when it gets more complicated and more confusing, maybe it's not truth. It's not, yeah. Because truth doesn't change. Yeah. And so it, it just – I had an amazing conversation on that Joe Rogan show and just kind of going back and forth. But How did, me, how did Joe respond? Um, he questioned. He yeah. would question things and yeah. he plays the devil's advocate, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So Because it does come down to, to creation, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, we believe that God created the, the, the heavens and the earth. That God spoke the world into existence, right? right? Um, and then the argument would be who created God or yeah. – um, Believing that the earth is eternal. You know, yeah. we don't believe that the, the earth is eternal. We yeah. believe that God created it. Yeah. And so that's the, the balance that goes back and forth. So mm-hmm. um, it was great. Very, um, a very good talk, actually. Um, but that being said, me personally, yeah, that truth. was true for me, too. Yeah. You know, uh, for us, like all the music we grew up with, like when you think about like the music that we reflect back of the 60s and the 70s, like the Jimi Hendrix and the Doors and the Beatles mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. kind of that, it was in thought processing of mm-hmm. speaking what they thought to be truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But then it levels out and they die young or drug addictions and mm-hmm. all the different things that happen. And yet when you find that the, the Lord is real that his word is real and it is truth and you can take it to the bank and those things that you said as far as knowing that where you're going to go when you die Mm -hmm. because you will die knowing that there is a solution to the problem that you have in your life such as the sin the shame the guilt the Mm -hmm. people you've done wrong Mm -hmm. the crazy things that you've just buried yourself in debt you know i'm teaching the book of romans again right on Mm -hmm. on on sunday night and there's a scripture that I've known for, for years, um, but it's ministered to me even more. And it's in Romans 5, 6-8. It says this, For when we were still without strength and due time, meaning God's timing, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. This is what he means by this. When he says scarcely, he's like, there are people in the world that like, they would die for somebody. You would die for your children. Mm-hmm. You know, you see them in danger. You would jump into the mm-hmm. ocean and save them. You, in a fire, you'd go through a house on fire and just pull your yeah. children mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. right? Or we've seen a lot of floods going down the streets in some places. I mean, imagine being in a, a car Flood comes, people are being washed down the thing, you save your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if that guy that like ripped you off is right next mm-hmm. to you, about to go down that thing? Somebody that's a known thief, murderer, about mm-hmm. to, would you grab them and save them? The answer would be like, well, they're going to get their due justice. Let mm-hmm. them just go down mm-hmm. and get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the love of God says this. It says, a man will die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God, mm-hmm. he demonstrates his own love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Like that truth, yeah. that he doesn't wait for me to clean myself up and get, and get right and start going to church and start wearing a button-up shirt mm-hmm. and all, you know, and now he accepts me. He accepts, he accepts me by his great love and mercy that he showers upon every man and woman. And that truth is something that can change the direction of your life yeah. forever. So for me, um, and I came to the Lord not in great circumstances. My life sucked at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing how God restored um, is a phenomenal thing. Mm. So truth. Mm. Why is it important to have truth in this time that we're living in with all the lies that are going on mm-hmm. through music, through media, mm-hmm. through the news? through shoot i mean even pastors there's that one that one pastor guy that's doing like 
He's having all that one, that one uh, block pastor out, and uh, oh. he he has some crazy stuff happening yeah. in his service. Mm. Yeah, he's he's saying some uh, mm. uh, blasphemy stuff from from the stage. I can't think of his um, name right uh, now. Is it Mike Todd? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing some crazy stuff. So why is it important? We're going to probably take this to the to the through the break into the next half. But why is it important to have truth? In this time, Jesus is the truth. We need truth more than ever because we are getting lied to from pastors, mm. unbiblical pastors, um, uh, news channels, the, what is it, all the politics mm. from both sides. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. We are living in a time mm-hmm. where uh, I just heard that right now uh, they just voted to, to, to silence um john f kennedy jr or whatever or who, who's the one guy that was robert. Just, robert 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 robert, robert, yeah. robert sorry robert they just voted in congress to, to silence him mm-hmm. yeah. so like we are living in a time when mm-hmm. people that are telling mm-hmm. and i don't want to say he's telling the truth or what i'm just i'm not getting into politics but what i'm saying is we are living in a time where people are just being silenced and it's a majority of the people that are actually talking truth that the liars are trying mm-hmm. to silence mm-hmm. people so this is why more than ever we need to know at least what God is saying by truth so we can navigate through these really interesting times that we're living in that are just insane when you really think about the times. These are the last days. Yeah. But we're going to come back to that after the break. I have Connie Sanchez, Shabakian in studio. Don't forget to go to thewhosoevers.com. And uh, as you know, with the Whosoevers, we tour all over the globe. We're going to Peru. We're going to Chile. We're going to Central America, Guatemala or something as well. Texas and Christina just got back from India yesterday, but book us. We want to come out and bring the gospel to your guys' schools. Check out our YouTube channel as well, and we'll see you in two minutes right after the break. Peace. More of the Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back in studio with Sean McKeon and Connie Sanchez. So, guys, before the break, by the way, the first half was fire. 
Good was. stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. But we, we queued it up at the end about truth. What is truth? Mm-hmm. We're living in a crazy time where we're seeing a bunch of lies through politics, through music, through media, through Netflix, through Disney. All these like crazy programming stuff to uh, it's a bunch of lies mm-hmm. to indoctrinate not only kids but adults with lies. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's so important to know what God says for guidance. That's one of the perks of uh, following Christ and him giving us truth so we know what is lies versus truth. Because if you're just op- – like you're going back to the beginning of the show, Connie, when you just said you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you turn your phone and you start looking at your Instagram and it's just a bunch of other people's – whatever they're mm-hmm. saying, their messaging mm-hmm. going in your mind. And then you go out and you're just all confused. You feel anxiety. It's because you're just you're – you don't have any truth in you. So you're walking around just empty with a bunch of trash inside you Mm -hmm. so the importance of truth this is one of the the main things with following christ right Mm -hmm. yeah no this is one of jesus's mission statements basically uh before he went to the cross he was obviously falsely accused right he was on false charges that he was even brought into to court they made lies up about him to try to silence him Mm -hmm. that's what they did did for christ and then when they didn't want to do it themselves, they tried to set somebody else to, to do it for them, which was Pilate. Mm-hmm. And, and Pilate, when he went before Jesus and kind of questioning him, like, you know, I have the ability to release you or to, to judge you. What do you have to say? Most people that w- were going to be guilty of death would try to find a way out of it. Jesus wasn't speaking. And then he would ask, like, are you asking for yourself or did somebody else ask mm-hmm. you? And then he would go on to say that he has come to, to bear witness of the truth. Let me read what, he, what Jesus says real quick. It's in John chapter 18, verse 37. And it says this, Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king, because that's what he asked, for this cause I was born and for this cause I've come into the world that I should, should bear witness to the truth and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And this question that Pilate, what Pilate response is, has been echoed, man, through yep. the centuries. Mm-hmm. Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is truth? And then he left. Mm-hmm. You know, and how you take that. What is truth? Like mm-hmm. mocking truth? But what our world says today. What's true for you may not be true for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And subjective truth, they put that on everything. A subjective truth is just opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're moving objective truth, which is little, literal truth. Mm-hmm. So, And we've already seen it. Like mm-hmm. two plus two is four. Yeah. Now they're kind of changing even yeah. that. Hey, I know? heard, I heard through the grapevine that men can have babies. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <man>. Exactly. <laughs> that's another show. Yeah. But this is what we're battling That's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. Yes. And that's what that happens. You start, you start confusing all these yeah. things. Uh, there's boundary lines that they are removing from, from everything. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it does come into that. You, mm-hmm. you, you change everything. And what is truth at the end? What Jesus says, we're talking about the end times, when Jesus gave one of his most famous sermons, obviously Sermon on the Mount, one of them, but the Olivet Discourse, before he would go to the cross, he's meeting with his disciples, and they asked him a question, what's going to happen with all this that is around us? And he's talking about the temple, and they, then the first thing that Jesus says, beware that nobody deceives you, mm-hmm. that many will come in my name, and then he would go on. Before he gives them a breakdown of what the end times is going to look like, he first says, beware of deception. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the tactics of the enemy, deception, lies. And we are seeing it in our mm-hmm. culture. It's one of the tactics of the enemy. The Bible says that Jesus said, 
Satan has been a murderer from the beginning and been a liar from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's where all lies are birthed in, yeah. the enemy, deception. And so for us to be able to navigate through this world, you have to know truth. You have to be able to take what is being taught to you in a school system, through media, through opinions of other people, mm-hmm. and you need to have some kind of source. And we believe that the Bible is a source of truth to be able to weigh what right. is truth and what is error. Because if you don't know this, you have no reference point right. to you know, combat with. James says, don't be hearers, but be doers, or else you're only deceiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Deceiving mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus says, don't be deceived. Mm-hmm. Then James says, don't mm-hmm. just hear what the Bible says, but do it. Or else you're lying to yourself. You're deceiving yourself. No one wants to deceive themselves. And that's why you see a world being deceived yeah. greatly. And I think that everyone's so deceived because Satan is the author of confusion. And mm-hmm. that's one of his greatest tactics right now is to confuse us from the truth. Mm-hmm. That's how we're being deceived the most right now is everyone's confused. And we all say, know the truth and the truth will set you, th- set you free. Mm-hmm. The truth, not the know truth. your truth, yeah. not know your truth yeah, and yeah. know your truth. And yeah. hey, know your truth and you'll be free. The that truth. is the message everyone's hearing is know your truth and you'll be free. Speak your truth. And that is literally not it. It's know the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the life and the truth. The truth. So if you are confused and finding your way, if you're confused about your purpose in life, if you're confused, Jesus said, I'm it. Come to me, find me, be with me, and that's where the clarity and the confusion will start to melt away. Mm. Now, with truth, a question came in that says, how do I let go of guilt and shame? Why is, in, why is truth important for this question? Mm-hmm. Any of you can answer. Want to go first, Connie? Um, well, because unfortunately, again, back to like even media, what is God always portrayed like in every movie, every TV show is that he's like got a he's got a baseball bat and he's like hitting you over the head with it. And he's like, you know, it's all about works, right? Like if I did this bad thing, God's not going to let me in. And that's the way the, that God is portrayed. And that's completely not how he is. It tells us nothing about God's grace and his forgiveness. And so that's why it's important to know truth. And it's important to know what God says about your past and about what happens when you come to him and you give that to him because we talked about it earlier in the show he's buried that in the deepest parts of the ocean mm-hmm. and it's like you taking out your trash and then the next day going you know what never let me go get that trash let me go bring that trash back in and letting it mm-hmm. sit in your kitchen no one would ever do that once you take your trash out do you think about it i don't i take the trash out and i'm like okay bye like yeah. the trash guy took it's it gone. away and i don't think about it anymore but yet we do this with our past, even though God is not doing that with us at all. And I think of personally just a visual for some people, like a runner. I I actually just read this this morning. I'm going through Philippians, and Paul talked about running the race, and he said, literally this morning, I forget and let go of the things of my past, because we want to talk about someone who has a past. Paul had a past. Mm -hmm. Like, he was, you know, persecuting Christians. He was the worst of the worst. And he's like, I got to let go of the past to press on Mm -hmm. toward what I'm called to do. So one way to let go of regret in your past is what are you looking forward to? What are you going towards and keeping your eye on that prize? Mm -hmm. Because when you are running a race, you're never going to see a runner looking over their shoulder, Mm -hmm. looking at what track they just ran. They're always looking forward Forward. to what is coming, what obstacle, so that they can finish the race well. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I think of letting go of those things. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but we got to spend time with it. I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. So have you had difficulties letting go of stuff in your past? For sure. And 
Um, yeah, for sure. So we've talked about this. I wasn't one of those people that just when I recommitted my life, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, fine. Like I know how you mm. said you were like, God released you of that. And he can do that. Mm. That's what's so great about him. Mm. But I did have a lot of times where the enemy would still bring up things that I've done. And guess what really helped for me? When I started going here with Phil mm-hmm. and learning from your dad, learning from Chuck, and and learning that God used broken. Now, mind you, I grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. I grew up in church, but I didn't really understand these people in the Bible that he used were like really broken. Like yeah. he used some really messed up, broken men and women yeah. to do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And that to me made me go, this is the God that thinks of me the same way that he thinks of them. If he can use a murderer and a prostitute and a liar and a thief and a cheat, he can certainly use me too. Yeah. And I have no reason to hold on to these things when he's wiped them clean and said, Connie, I don't see that way anymore. And that helped mm. me really learning the stories in the Bible. And the reason why I ask you that is because, I mean, you talk to a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. And your husband's a pastor as well, mm-hmm. Phil. Phil, and, <laughs> and I'm sure we, we, we all talk to people, and there's so many people that hold on mm-hmm. to things in the past, and they can never, like, get to where they're going mm-hmm. because that baggage slows them down. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and some people, like, by God's grace, I mean, I have, I have other issues that I had to work out, but, you know, I was able to just be – when I remember when I gave my life to Christ, I was like, okay, I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. But I still had all the damage and the baggage from my past life that I had to, like, overcome, like mm-hmm. pornography and, and – and sex with girls and, and the drugs and the alcohol and the, the cuss constantly and just where my heart was and the way I looked at people, my mind, like the way the chip on my shoulder, you know what I mean? All mm-hmm. these different things. I still had the baggage so like yeah. God had to do the refining process. So that's still a situation. But it was like I just knew that like when I was forgiven, the Bible says that God, you know, washes you white as snow, you're mm-hmm. forgiven. So I just had that childlike faith to be like, OK, I'm done. So now I just got to press forward. I'm mm-hmm. not going backwards, but yet I still had to go through all the issues and things that I had in my life, mm-hmm. but I wasn't looking back. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's different kinds of people that, you know, and Satan is the one that brings up that stuff too yeah. from your past. Mm-hmm. You know, why'd you do this? Look at you. You know, how could you? And, and you're going to make, guess what? As walk, when you're walking with God, you're going to make mm-hmm. mistakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, yep. you're going to fail. And then you're going to, then that guilt's going to come, that shame. But then you got to just nail it to the cross and just yeah. be like, it is finished. Yeah. And you just move on. It's not, you know, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean all of a sudden now everything's fine. You're going to go through a little yeah. honeymoon season where God's going to be doing all this cool stuff. But you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to fail and you're going to fall on your face again and be like, God, I thought I had that all worked out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my grace is sufficient. And then you got to believe. Yeah. Because why? Jesus says, I am the truth. Mm-hmm. I am the way. I am the life. You either mm-hmm. believe that or you don't. And if you believe it, you're good. If you don't believe it, then you're going to be tripped up the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, um, we have Dale here that's that's been Rawls' assistant pastor forever. And they've known each other since they were 12 years old. And uh, he's a great influence in my life, too. And when it comes to, like, counsel, uh, you, you sit down with somebody, like, um, a couple is having a tough time, husband and wife. Um, one of the practices that Dale uses is he, he takes a Bible. So before we get started, like, can we agree that this is going to be our standard for truth on any issues and problems mm-hmm. that we're going through right now? Yeah. Not my opinion, not mm-hmm. your opinion, yeah. not yours, but this. Um, and it's great because it just kind of sets the tone of putting a high reverence when it comes to the Word of God. And you really should do that on, on every area of your life. Um, you know, Phil's a pastor too, as you said, and so often counsels are, are, can be simple, 
they're usually a deduction of, of are you reading? Are you praying? Are you going to a church that teaches the Word of God? Are you living out your faith? Like all four of these things mm-hmm. together, they'll be the remedy for fixing your issues and problems. But going back to looking at this as a as truth, you know, one of the scriptures that Connie said earlier, do you believe, when you're talking about the guilt and the shame that you're battling with, the Bible says that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Yeah, do you mm-hmm. believe that? Like, yeah. the, the, it all comes down to that. Do you believe that? Yeah. The Bible says that yeah. he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Like, and you can go on and on Like, if you believe this. Like, this will change the direction of your life. The reality of it is the Bible knows. And that's what I love about the Bible. You know, like last during that time, the, the <laughs> 2020 year and year after and there's riots and people are ripping off statues and they're ripping off of all history of U.S. history and all that kind of stuff because – they had this fault or that fault or this thing, though they did good. But the Bible purposely shows the faults of those that are went before us. Yeah. Abraham made multiple mistakes. Mm-hmm. He is the, the, the father of faith. David, mm-hmm. a man after God's own heart, did horrible stuff too late, later mm-hmm. in his life. And you can go, Peter denied the Lord that he even knew him. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all examples that we have in the Bible that there's no perfect man, there's no perfect woman. Mm-hmm. Um, God loves you. He cares for you. Um, and you brought up, like, how God can use broken people. I, I would echo that, too. Like, I'm fortunate coming to this church when I was broken and searching for truth and just spoon-fed truth mm-hmm. from the Word, like, from day one. Mm-hmm. And just eating it up and just building a foundation and allowing the Word to answer other questions in my life. Because it wasn't just getting sober off the drugs and alcohol and being in a toxic relationship that I needed to be set free from. It is, why am I here? What is the purpose of life? And getting those answers of truth changes everything. Mm-hmm. And the shame and the guilt, you'll see, yeah, yeah, I was, I was wrong. Like, Paul never forgot where he came from. You know, later in his letters, he would say, I'm the chief of all sinners because, you know, I persecuted the church back in the day. But he didn't let those things control him. It didn't allow him to, to slow him down for what God had for him. Because if you allow yourself to get weighed down by the enemy, you yeah. will never go anywhere. There's many things that I have done in my life, Ryan, you've done in your life, Connie, mm-hmm. you too, that, um, yeah, it's like amazing that it's a new life. Yeah. You know, as you grow up, like teaching and watching my kids grow up, like there was a study I did the other day and they were listening to it. And the intro, I just kind of went off, you know, led by the Spirit of God. And I expounded upon something I don't always expound upon my early life. So it's like they've heard different testimonies mm-hmm. of me. But I could tell they were listening. I'm like, does that trip you out? Like when you hear that? He's like, kind of crazy. I'm like, you have no idea of like where my life was at that particular time and where I came to the Lord. And I'm driving with my my boys that are growing up. And I'm like, this is like a miracle. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like like God's real. And just like using that as a, I don't know, just a testimony of that truth. Like never forgetting that. Because even us, even being used by God, you, Ryan, yeah. you, Connie, myself, I go through problems. Totally. I go through mind trips. I go yep. through bad days. You know, and then some, sometimes you'll, I've had this a lot the last few weeks where, you know, because you go through challenges, you go through tough seasons. I've run into people at the gym the last two weeks before, right before I came to teach. Pastor Sean or this, where I, I listen to you here. All these different things of encouragement and it kind of, once again, reminds me of the grace of mm-hmm. God and how he uses our life, even though we're far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And so 
um, getting your minds off of ourselves when it comes to the shame and the guilt. You mm-hmm. have to trust that God has forgiven you. And I, I was going to say real quick, too, ahead, if, you, if, if you get in these places, which we all do, like you said, maybe it's not over guilt or shame, or, but we do. We beat ourselves up over certain things sometimes. I just heard this this week. I don't remember where, so I can't quote the person. I don't know if it was like from a TV show or a pastor or from a whatever, but I love this so much. And it was a quote, and it said, you don't drown by falling in the river. You drown by staying submerged in it. And if you mm. feel like you're getting there or, you know, you feel you've, you've fallen in the river of guilt or shame or regret or whatever, whatever yeah. this is how you get out of it. OK, because <laughs> you can get out of it when you're a believer. There's nothing that's going to tempt you beyond what you are able that God will give you and everything you need to get out of what you need to get out of. But there's some things that I would do is first, I would make sure, again, I'm in the word. Second, I have godly people around me that I can go to call somebody like ask a friend like girls are better at this i think than guys you know Mm -hmm. it's like hey like i'm struggling will you pray for me right now like do you know something so simple and easy but so powerful that is sometimes you can't get out of a pit by yourself you need Mm -hmm. someone's hand to reach down there and pull you out so be be um vulnerable enough and brave enough to to do that and say hey i need you to pray for me i'm thinking this or i'm feeling this Um, I do that all the time, and I don't know where I honestly would be without that. And then the third thing I do is I immediately get my worship on, turn the music Mm -hmm. up, get my worship on. That Mm -hmm. gets my mind right. So those are just some practical little things. Worship works good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. God spoke uh, big time to me through these these worship uh, uh, songs. Okay, the next question, as we're getting close to the end, got another seven minutes, is how do I find contentment in the Lord? I don't know. I just think that everything we just talked about (laughs) answers that question. Mm -hmm. It it keeps going back. We always go back to the Bible here. It's like, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you got, you better, you have to know the books. Mm -hmm. You got to read the books. Like if you want to be a Christian, you want peace. You want to be a Christ follower. You want contentment. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to, you want to help help with life. You want to help with depression. You want to know your, the reason why you exist. You want security after, after death, life after death. All these things, it all comes down to knowing the book Mm -hmm. because Jesus is – we've said this a million times on the show. Jesus is the word. He became flesh. Jesus is the word. When you read the Bible, it's his words to you. It Mm -hmm. will show you everything that God has for you. Mm -hmm. But why is it so hard? (laughs) Why is it so hard to get up and Mm -hmm. read the Bible? Why is it so hard – to, to go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to take time to listen to worship? Why is mm-hmm. it so hard? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, um, many things. I think one that you said in the beginning, it's spiritual warfare. And you have to identify what spiritual warfare is. It, it's hindering the process of you drawing near to God. Mm-hmm. And whatever that might be. It could yeah. be going to church. It, the, the, the mom getting the kids out of the, the, out of the house coming to, to the church mm-hmm. is a tough thing. You know, my wife deals with it every week, every week still. It seems like there's always something. Leashes, leashes work good. <laughs> seems like there's always something that's just like, man, it's, yeah. why even come? Yeah. You know? It's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. it, but yeah. it is. It is. And you got to have a discipline in it. Um, what was the other thing you said? Uh, just why, why, is it, why is it so hard to, to read the Bible, to go yeah. to church? To- and same thing with reading the Bible. Why is it so easy to watch I'm a football guy. I could watch yeah. three hours of football like nothing. Yeah. You can watch t- t- yeah, like, like ten hours a day. Like nine hours. Yep. You can watch nine hours of football <laughs> during football season. <laughs> but when it comes to reading the Bible for thirty minutes, Five like minutes. it's hard. It's like yeah. 
you get get pulled so many different directions. So and true. at the end of those things, yeah, you might have like you know temporary gratification. You get excited about something, but then it's gone, mm-hmm. and it's not lasting. And you have to identify that you, and that's why you have to have that that discipline mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier in the day, because it will go by real quick, you know. And it goes to perspective again. You say contentment. There was um, back in the day, my friend Josh Mendez, who's around here again, but. When Cohen was young, my first one, like he was a year or two, and kids were messing with your phone or whatever. And one day, Josh Mendes called me, and my phone just rang, and it was a ringtone. I don't, I didn't like customize ringtones for people, but <laughs> somehow he did it. And how it did, it pulled from a Chuck study that edited like 10 seconds. And so every time he would call me, it would be Chuck's voice. And it would be Chuck's voice who would say, Godliness with contentment is great Aww. gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And I always would joke about uh, to Josh about that. But that scripture is found in 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men into destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed away from the faith to their own greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows has already been noted it's not that money itself is evil it's a love of money it's greed it's covetousness that controls you because you will never be satisfied in the things of this world that's why when you look at the ten commandments and you have the four that had to do with your relationship with god honoring god's name and not using god's name in vain the other six had to do with your relationship with man. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not commit murder. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not commit adultery. But one of them is thou shalt not covet. Mm-hmm. And covetousness next to murder or adultery, like it pales in comparison. But God places it on the mm-hmm. same level mm-hmm. because he knows covetousness will destroy you. Yeah. It's the mindset of the grass is greener, always on mm-hmm. the other side, or keeping up with the Joneses, or keeping up with people on social media thinking like, that's what I need, and then I'll be stoked. If I have that house, if I have mm-hmm. that car, if I have that girl, then I'm going to be set. But the reality of it is, like, finding contentment in outward circumstances will never be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's not until you recognize that godliness, living a life that is pleasing to yeah. God, is the only way that you will find contentment in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. I was just going to say, I, it just reminds me of jealousy rots the bones. And the perfect way to get discontent is looking at what everybody else has and mm. that you must have to have it too and that mm. you and that's one of the things I was going to say that in this world with so much pushing and I talk about it, even my job I have to help people want to do to succeed right and it's hard to balance that with well they want me I got to succeed and I got to do good and I got to push for big things but 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 then I need to be content too and so yeah. Who are you around that speaks truth in your life, that grounds you when you need to be grounded and is going to remind you of, hey, Connie, you, is this of the Lord? Mm-hmm. Is this really what it like brings me back down to the ground when I start getting into those places because mm-hmm. I get there, too. And mm-hmm. I have to have those people in my life. And if you're discontent, maybe you're listening to the wrong people. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe you are. Maybe you don't have people that speak mm-hmm. that truth in you. And it's so important to have that kind of group around mm-hmm. you and in your life that is going to keep you 
always pushing back yeah. to the truth. Can I say one last thing? I was just going to say, yeah, you can. I was just going to say, you took the words out of my mouth because you're like, these people around you will push you to the truth. Mm-hmm. And it goes back, and I was going to say as well, that these people that are around you, if they're embedded in the truth and they're like-minded Christians, they're going to give you truth. Yeah, yeah. and call you out when you're slipping. Exactly. They're going to go, you're, you're exactly. getting over here. Like, let's exactly. go back here. Because you guys all agree on what the Bible says. Yeah. So if you're out of line, not knowing it, and you're like, well, I believe in this. And they're like, well, look at what this is what the Bible says. Okay, they just put you right back on the path. Yeah. All I was going to say is distinction between contentment and complacency. Complacency is not good. So true. That's not that's staying in one place and not going anywhere. Contentment yeah. is not being. It's not saying that don't be driven by anything. Don't do great things yeah. for God. No, the Lord desires you to do great things for God. Take care of your family. You know, live yeah. the life to the fullest. But recognizing God must be the center of your life. Don't be complacent. That's good. Just being in in water that's not going anywhere. You'll be riddled with diseases and have a lot of issues and problems. And the only way you can live life to the fullest is to have a relationship with Christ. That's it. Yeah. Because he gives you that abundant Abundant. life. Enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give life abundant. And you know that. I know that. Because we all give our life to Christ at a different time in our life. And he's the one that gives that abundant life. All right. Thank you for being on the show. It's always awesome when you're here. We love you. Sean, always awesome when you're here. Go to our YouTube channel, Ryan Reese Official, and get all the past shows. Go to my website, ryan-reese.com. Get all the shows. We love you guys. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.